Hi, welcome to the MedCorp Podcast Network. I am here today with my wonderful co-host, the Bearded Biomed, aka Chase Torres, who I actually had the pleasure of meeting for um, in person about a, three weeks ago at the Amy 22 Exchange. So Chase and I really wanted to catch up and kind of tell everyone about our experience at Amy and you know, our key takeaways and what it was like to be back at a conference. Well, for me, this was, I think my eighth Amy, but, um, you know, we haven't met in person at Amy since 2019. So it was, it was interesting, but yeah. So how are you feeling Chase about the Amy experience? Cause it was your first. Well, Amy was always a bucket list item for me. Um, ever since I got into the field, you know, the grandeur of Amy and just, the uh, the exchanges that they put on have kind of been almost legendary, you know, in the HTM field in general. I mean, if yeah. you haven't been to one, then you don't really understand the scope and just True. the money they throw into this thing, um, which I'm always, you know, all about networking and getting to know people and, you know, establishing some kind of rapport with maybe someone you never met that, I mean, not even just from, getting to meet people like I came across so many different vendors and uh, other third-party services that could really help my customers as well. And okay. that's what made it so right. special that it, it's not just a benefit for me. It can also, there was a lot of collaboration that uh, is definitely going to help my customers in my area uh, within the very near future too. So tell me about was, that. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Even if you can't mention names, I want to hear about that experience. Oh, I, I, yeah. So since this was my first and, uh, you know, a big thank you to Danielle and Brian and the whole Amy team for allowing me to come with a, uh, a media access. Um, yeah. I was, which carries note, if you haven't listened to the podcast, I did a full live walkthrough of Amy and uh, Carrie was my very first interview on that episode. Um, it was it was really fantastic because, you know, the whole basis of what I do is walking around talking to people and learning and engaging. So had me a mic, had another mic and kind of yeah. just went through the entire show. I came across a. Uh, Prescott Surgical Microscope Service, which, you know, they're a viable third-party solution for many of, you know, Zeiss, Lux Tech. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, avenues that they take care of that, you know, some of us don't either have the training or maybe the uh, the access to certain technical manuals and parts and stuff like that. Software, especially, is one thing they mentioned. So. Okay. And they're, they're everywhere. They're nationwide. I had no idea. Um, I have utilized them in the past, but I didn't know the scope of what they cover. So that was really great. Um, also ran into the uh, people over at CBET, uh, College of Biomedical Equipment Technology, yeah. uh, Bill Bassick. And we discussed some really, really interesting things that they're doing over there. They uh, are actually diving very heavy into VR through the utilizing the Oculus uh, system to not only train students through virtual reality, which they do offer a uh, 3d as well for those of us that can't handle, you know, some, some people can get disoriented with virtual reality. So there is a 3d component as well. But one thing that Bill said that was very interesting is that 
they are foreseeing probably within the next 18 months or so that they're going to start moving into more of the proprietary stuff, which is like CT, MRI, okay. uh, ultrasound units. And he, he actually had said that Siemens had approached him personally uh, to see if they could have their technicians trained, manufacturer level training through the CBET school uh, Oculus system. Wow. Which, okay. This is this is a big deal for two reasons. One of them yeah. being obviously it's building, you know, networking between manufacturer and our side as DHDM. The other point of that is with the right to repair movement, which you know is an ongoing thing. Uh, one of the number one things that I point to with right to repair is that uh, it's a cost component. Why why is a business going to give up their you know their leg and in the fight to allow other people to eat. And what's interesting is by CBET offering virtual reality training for manufacturer level training for their technicians, that can actually cut down educational costs for the manufacturer because you're not having to send people out, fly, uh, housing, uh, just the extra costs that we all know is biomeds, you know, to go to some of these manufacturer training. So it's almost through like a, uh, you know, Think of it like subsidizing or switching, you know, the cost effect, which could possibly open doors and collaboration with right to repair. So I'm very, uh, very curious to see how that's going to be moving forward. And I am going to have Bill and Monty and their team um, on my podcast in the very near future as well. Yeah, I want to listen to that one. That's that's really cool. And, you know, so. For me, one of the cool things about Amy, like I said, this is my, was my eighth, but it was, I would say the most special Amy for me because I was actually part of a panel about preparing for the future of HTM. And it was cool that I was on this. And I, to be honest, felt not quite out of my element, but I'm like, I was with some big names, these people that are in the industry. And so it was an honor that I was, that I was asked to be part of this panel and but it was cool so we basically did um there were two of us leading leading brainstorming sessions basically where we talked about what do we think are the big issues on certain pillars and you know mine was resources and kind of what are the main challenges that the industry is dealing with and some ways to basically solve these issues and i have to say chase your name came up a lot people were really talking about you and what you're doing as a bearded biomed and this podcast too, just basically how, you know, to bring new people into the field, um, again, resources, that was my pillar that I had to talk about. And I, we obviously said, which we've talked about in other podcasts, the biggest resources challenges right now are people and, you know, supply chain issues, the actual equipment, but mainly the people, the amount of people going into the field, which is, you know, obviously, new training opportunities like VR, that's, that's huge to help. Um, but just helping make people aware, awareness of the field and just ways that we can really bring new blood. And yeah, they were talking about you a lot, like how your podcast and how this podcast is really just letting people know too about the industry and just dissemin- disseminating. Yeah, we got a little ecosystem going on now. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, podcast and, yeah. uh, you know, Brian's podcast, mine, MedCore. I mean, yeah. we're, 
we got a little little system going on now, which is well, great. We need, to. we need to. I mean, it's this is the only way, especially that we're going to reach the younger generation. Because I mean, what are they doing? They're not, you know, they are re- listening to podcasts. They are wanting this information a certain way. But yeah, well, it's, it, it's one step. It is a step. Yeah. I mean, and obviously Danielle at Amy, who did a podcast with. Um, the Medcore Podcast Network about what she's doing with HTM in a box and just kind of attracting new people to the field. She has done an incredible job and we have to really give it up to her, but also to you and what you're doing. And I think it's great. So just wanted to give you a little shout out. Oh, I, I appreciate that. It was the first I've heard of it. So it's good to yeah. know it's being talked yeah. about in a good way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. People really want this information. They they want to figure out fresh ways to solve these industry challenges that, you know, haven't really gone away. And, and actually, one of the things people were talking about it, too, is burnout in the profession and just ways to battle burnout. Um, because from what everyone was talking about in the room, y'all are very burned out. And Maybe just a little bit, but it, it, <laughs> honestly, it comes with the job because yeah. while the biomed does do preventive maintenance inspections, we do have, you know, plan ahead, you know, maintenance for things. We're also a very reactionary component to things going down. I mean, the patient monitor goes down, EKG goes down, MRI, doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's reactionary. And then we also have to fit that into what we already have on our workload. And, you know, not every ISO third-party solution or in-house biomed team or uh, manufacturer field service technician, we don't have, some of us don't have the the extra teammates to lean on because there is still a, a, oddly enough, there being a staffing shortage when, you know, we're saying we don't have enough bodies in the field. It's kind of like a it's a little bit of a twilight zone scenario there, yeah. but you know, besides getting to walk around and talking to everybody at the booths, um, Danielle had actually invited me and I participated in Amy's gator tank. Um, okay. Tell me about that. Yeah. I showed up a little late, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were forgiving. Um, the gator tank was basically we i think we had um there was colleen and then a couple other individuals that were pitching ideas on how we can better the field yeah and uh i went ahead and threw my head into the ring i basically my position was that you know with the podcast i i think now i'm in like 42 different countries and with that scope of you know people listening i get messaged all the time from either people that are currently doing the job in other countries or people that are interested that want to, you know, live the American dream. And they ask, Hey, Chase, how do I get here? How do I um, become a biomed in the United States? And, you know, it's a very weighted question. There are several components to this. Obviously, I mean, even here in the United States, we have um, so many requirements, so many asks of what we expect someone to, you know, come into the field. Um, Amy has set up the apprenticeship program to give us a pipeline for individuals that haven't been formally trained, you know, to eventually take the, the CABT, the cap uh, certification. And then we have, you know, the, the, the CBET school online. We have uh, 
biomed programs all throughout the United States, which is great for people that already live here. But for people coming from another country, you know, you got to start getting into H-1B visas. You got to, you know, this is an immigration component. Um, After I did not win Gator Tank, by the way, (laughs) but the after the presentation that I gave, um, I was approached by a friend of a friend. Uh, His name's Chief Arch, Aaron Arch, and he's actually looked into this a lot. A um, couple of key things that he had mentioned was that uh, India, uh, part of the STEM program, has a requirement of, I believe he said it was either a hundred or two hundred thousand um, per year immigrations to be allowed to come into the U.S. through the STEM program. This is, you know, if you're not familiar with STEM, it's science, technology, and math. Essentially, it's you know technical, and you know one of the the through surveys and such, a lot of the jobs that they go out to are IT and things of that nature. Um, one thing that he said that kind of stuck out to me is the biomed HTM field is not listed in STEM. Really? Which we are heavily <laughs> in all of those categories. So that is one of the projects I have also given myself in my off time. Um, I'm trying to, cause it's not just one organization. We have to go through home, uh, you know, Homeland security. We have to go through, um, a lot of different organizations to try to figure out, you know, what exactly we can do. So essentially the pitch is if we can figure out how to coincide HTM in the STEM program, which will then at a minimum give us access, let's just say, two percent okay from india from the stem program that could also meet incoming numbers demands of what we require in htm field by what thing was like 2028 or something so there's it's it's not so much as reinventing the the wheel it's adding to the pipeline that danielle has already created because if you utilize the stem program have people coming from you know whatever countries that are interested in getting into the field and this also builds to awareness of it we can utilize that program, place people through the HTM apprenticeship program because obviously STEM HB1 visa and then into the HTM pipeline, we could essentially create a new funnel of new biomets coming into the field. So a lot resulted (laughs) from the Amy uh, conference, but it's still in its adolescence. Me and uh, Aaron are kind of, you know, working here and there to, you know, kind of navigate this. So hopefully we'll have a, more fixated approach to this um by the next time i i meet up with everybody um my favorite aspect of amy because everybody yeah. has a favorite thing yes is i got to meet so many of my listeners that i had never met before people that write me in all the time uh, people that listen you know support me and it was really cool just to you know meet all these people that give their time, their ears to listen to me, which, you know, whenever you start a podcast, you don't really expect a lot of people to listen, but it worked out that way. So that was really cool for me. Um, especially getting to meet people at like the, the Margarita bar, which has PBS sponsored. And then we had the, uh, the after party at hard rock cafe as well. Just, you know, getting to 
share a beer with somebody and have a conversation. Like that was really cool for me. What, yeah. what was your favorite part? Okay. So my favorite part was actually, I was behind the booth and this was twice. No, actually it was three times. I had people come up to me specifically and say that our salary survey directly led them to get raises. And yeah, I know it was really, really cool. I mean, I know that 24 seven to me, in my opinion, our biggest resource that we provide the industry is our salary survey. And it is a labor of love every year. It, It takes forever but it is so worth it. And it just felt really gratifying to hear how people were able to use our data to get raises. And, you know, I get emails about that all the time, but actually seeing these people face to face. And it was funny, one girl, I say girl, cause she was, um, she's going, she's has not finished school, but she is about to graduate. And she came to me and said, you know, what should I, what salary should I go for? She goes, here, I'm in this region. And so we went online and looked at our archives for the January, February, 2022 issue and showed her like, okay, if you're going to stay in this region, this is, you know, this is a salary you should shoot for. So it was just really gratifying to hear how our data is really helping people get raises and get paid fairly. Um, because everyone deserves a fair wage. And especially if they want to bring people to this field, we need to pay people fairly. And I mean, one person was like, oh, well, my salary is way higher. I said, well, then don't tell anyone. (laughs) You keep that to yourself. But, you know, for those that are not paid the median salaries for their region and job title, they really can use that data to leverage a raise and bring it to their bosses. And yeah, which is why it's so important that people actually need to participate in it because the more numbers we have across all the regions, it's going to give us a more accurate depiction Mm -hmm. of what the, you know, the median pay is going to be. Yes. Um, I know you had a great showing this last one, but I mean, we need to challenge the field is it's like what, 10 minutes of your time to yes. help better the field and you don't even yeah. have to, you know, do anything other than that. You're just filling out information and yeah. this could lead back to you getting a raise yourself. So, Thank you, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot, but it's very, very important. It is. And I mean, especially like we said, as we deal with shortages, these, if we can show that, you know, the field is being paid adequately, then I think it could bring more people to the field. If enough people take these, take it, take the survey. Um, and again, we do, we usually survey people at the end of the year. So we'll start calculating and tabulating results probably in November. So everyone listening, please keep on the luck lookout for the survey coming out in November where you can take it. And then we will publish it in the beginning of 2023. So you'll see the 2022 data. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing resource. And again, it's something that we love, that I love doing for the industry. And it was just really cool to hear people using that and really just thanking us and thanking it saying, you know, you got me a raise. I'm like, well, you got yourself a raise, but we told you what you should be making. So yeah, that was my favorite aspect. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. I mean, I love Amy every year and I think it was awesome too to be back in person. I, to me, there's no substitute for in person meeting with people. I mean, just seeing their faces, and it was awesome. So I really enjoyed that. 
Well, yeah, I, I finally got to meet you after all I this know. time we've been doing this. Yeah. Um, I finally great. got to meet Justin from Better Biomed after yeah. all the discussions we've had together. Which, <laughs> yeah. uh, we are between myself and Justin and uh, Jake from ICU Med. We're actually going to be doing another project together on a monthly basis yeah. for the listeners. Um, just more content out there. Um, you know, something really interesting that occurred because of the conferences when I was walking up to people. Um, I guess it wasn't really hard to miss me because I was really the only one wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle, Danielle from Amy walked up to me. She said, of course, we're in San Antonio, Texas, and you're the only one wearing a hat. I'm like, oh gosh, I yeah. mean, for one, San Antonio is my hometown. So right. uh, I was I was happy to be back. But I mean, you got to you got to rock the vibe when in Texas. You represent cowboy it. boots. hat, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest things from between the listeners and then, you know, a lot of the vendors, what they suggested is we know you're doing audio. We know you're doing the podcast. We, we need you to do video. Oh, so I, this isn't the first time I've heard it. So I went ahead and took that suggestion and I have been investing a lot of money to set up a home studio, uh, which Hopefully all of my components will be here within the week because I already have four interviews set up. Um, nice. Bearded Biomed is gone video now. Okay. So there will, there will still be, um, you know, interviews occurring. Same as always, Spotify, Apple, Google, et cetera. But there will also be a video component if you wanted to watch on YouTube as well, which I've already uploaded some videos. Um <laughs> which I have called the bearded drive where I kind of give my thoughts on some okay. things that are bugging me. Um, so I hope you subscribe. Just check out bearded Biomed on YouTube. Uh, it's going to be fun. Like I said, I, I got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, almost uh, really relaxed atmosphere. We're going to have people on the show um, more segment based as well. Uh, one of the segments that I am going to be doing is ask the Biomed. So okay. if anybody has any questions, I don't care if it's uh, field related or um, maybe you have a question that is above all of our heads and you, you know, need an answer. You know, I have a lot of contacts nowadays, so that can even be for something like I said, a little bit more intuitive, a little bit more complicated. And I will do my best to find you the answer. Of course, giving you a shout out on the show as well. Yeah. Um, that. Even if you want to ask me a personal question. So uh, for ask the biomed segment, just email me at beardedbiomed at gmail.com. And uh, that is just one of the many little things I'm going to be adding to the show. So I'm um, excited looking to forward see to this. Yeah, to see it as <laughs> actually visual. Yeah. And I mean, as always, you know, we love having you on here. I, I think it's so it just brings so much to the conversation having the two of us on the 24 segment part yeah. of micro we just we, we come from different parts of the industry and yeah. just kind of meld it together and it works we so. do. but i mean i think both of us have the same mentality of really advancing the field and promoting it and just you know being its biggest supporters so well I think we have had a great conversation so i will let all of our listeners go but as always Please follow us on the MedCore Podcast Network on Apple and or wherever you get your podcast. And just Chase, it was great to talk to you until we talk again. Yeah, likewise.
Thank you. Take care.